This is exactly right. Hi, everyone. Steven here, dropping in to say hi while we're on our holiday break. Hoping you had an amazing holiday. Today's very special episode is a look back at the origins of some of your favorite moments from the early days of My Favorite Murder. Thank you, enjoy, and we'll be back with brand new episodes in 2019. It's really happening. It's really happening. Georgia. Hey. Hard start. Karen Kilgara. <laughs> just go to sleep. Let's get comfy. Let's just relax into what we're about to do. That's what we're ab- about. Big, <laughs> big facts and truths. Yeah. So stop listening now if you can't handle the, the <laughs> truth and facts. Or spoilers like the guy killed his wife like on the stairs. Like a dude. Like It's not a mystery. I don't think a, I don't think a spoiler is ever the guy killed his wife. Because it's like, yeah, the Kinda guy standard. killed his wife. Yeah. yeah. It's like a spoiler is that an owl did it. That's exactly right. Good point. So we're going to, so this is, are we, we're calling this my favorite murder? I thought you were going to say, are we recording this? <laughs> so do you want to start Wait, with Wait, is this what we're, should we start? <laughs> uh, my favorite murder and it's going to be real fucked up and we might be inviting a murderer into our lives by doing this. I mean, but here's the thing and this is why I'm so fascinated by this topic in general. Yeah. We might already know a murderer. Oh my God. Like probably. Probably. And in that way where they're just in a very cat-like removed Dexter way just observing yeah. all this with a kind of oh they think they're isn't they think cute? they're smart yeah isn't how that sweet cute and quaint that's like the moment in uh in um silence of the lambs where she's like may i use your phone please right where you try to act calm but there's no way right. to be calm. Yeah. oh such a good that's oh you know i read an article recently that was just an interview from the two the, the uh mr i don't want to hurt your dog and <laughs> puts the lotion on i read an, art, an article that was just interviewing the two of them and what their experiences were like and it was amazing were they together no oh, okay. it was like quotes from both of them but that's so funny that's a fu- i've never heard that story before and that's every time i see mr uh uh i got your dog every time i see her in anything else like i'm so proud did you know she was in gray's anatomy yeah. I did not realize it was her until I read that article. I, I was so happy she's for doing her. Great. I know. She's fine. She's Life got that after the pit. Residual money. Okay. <laughs> here's mine. Uh, this I'm going to read this one from uh, someone on our Facebook group, Lori Baker Martin. Darling girl. She says, <clears throat> here's a murder that happened in my hometown of Coffeyville, uh, Kansas on December 11th, 1999. A man named John Dalton, a social worker, married a woman with two kids. Her name was Holly Stack. No one knows exactly what sent John Dalton off the deep end of these things. His former landlady said he was kind, attentive, charming, but he hid behind a door in their house on that day and waited for his two stepchildren to come home from school and then beat them to death with an aluminum baseball bat. I know. Then he hid out and waited for Holly to come home from work. He did the same to her. He stayed in the house with those three horribly mutilated bodies for three days. He even ate meals in the kitchen with them. Mm -hmm. So clearly he fucking went. Something went. It's not like he just wanted to kill them. Like something went. Something snapped. Yeah. Um... In the the end of it, the story is both unsatisfactory and fulfilling. John Dalton was arrested and charged with the murders, but he never stood trial. While he was waiting for trial, he developed throat cancer and succumbed to it behind bars two years later. On a more satisfying note, Coffeeville has located a safe house for oh, Coffeeville has started a safe house for women on that site at that <gasps> site. 
Oh, that's cool. It's called Holly's House. Incidentally, while I don't think John Dalton was a relative of Coffeyville's famous Dalton gang members, the shootout between that gang and townspeople in 1892 resulted in the deaths of four gang members, four townspeople, and the sheriff. It's Coffeyville's claim to fame. Wow, Coffeyville. Who would have thought Coffeyville, Kansas? I do love those Midwestern stories, though, because sure. there's something extra, like, you know, it's all quiet and crickets at night and everything, and then just yeah. someone waiting behind a door well are you watching the new stephen king hulu fucking no dude is it so good dude <laughs> it's so good what's it called 11 what's the date that oh John 11 23 63 oh i didn't realize that was that's, stephen king that's the day kennedy was killed and the yeah. whole thing is like a going back and it's like a back to the future thing oh it's fuck it's good it might get i it's good it's really good it's fun I got to see it. If you're into like, you know, this, it, he goes back in time and tries to stop President Kennedy from being killed. Oh my God. Just like your dream. Like my of, dream. Of his, for his brother. Right. Because I don't think anything could have been done at that point. But, but it's good. And like other little things along the way. There's like other storylines. It's really, it's fun. Awesome. Everyone should watch it. It's on Hulu. I love it. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was fun. Yeah. Action packed. A lot of bats. <laughs> A lot of baseball bats, unfortunately. That's a lot of terrible children. Don't keep a baseball bat in your house, people. Um, but keep those murder stories coming. Please. We do love them, and we are reading them. Oh, my God, we are. Um, and it's just kind of exciting. Yeah, we love it. You guys, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us in all the places we talked about earlier. And, ri- and rate us on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe subscribe please do that because that gets us so many more viewers and listeners like the higher up we get and we want everyone to listen to this because we want everyone to be fucked up in the head yay like us. we need to share you know what's sharing is caring it definitely is I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know stay sexy stay sexy don't get murdered bye, bye. do you want to read uh hometown murder or are you done <laughs> should we save it for next week we maybe we're emotionally <coughs> i'm wrung out we're emotionally exhausted i love it this murder podcast has murdered us it's it's really gonna get us to a new place yeah <sighs> but i totally forgot about that thing that happened to me till just now <laughs> i swear to god um this is bringing up shit and we're probably gonna t- need to talk to therapists about it yeah should we t- is there something positive we can talk about did you ever... I just snorted, like, <laughs> snot in my nose like a fucking third grader. No, I love it. <clears throat> You're sick. It's okay. Um, There's no, they can go on to other podcasts for positive <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's There's, true. like, all kinds. Here, let me... Elvis, do you want a cookie? Want a cookie? <laughs> okay. That's... There, that's Perfection. the positive. That's... Okay. Oh. Elvis, a cookie? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, did you ever think we'd get, when we were recording the first one, that we'd record nine more? I never thought we'd get this far. I mean, it is... special. It's a special thing. It was a thing that we talked about a couple times, and then we actually did. Then we just did it without ever talking about it again. We are just like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Which I think is like, that's how you do things. I think so. Don't overthink it. No. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't overplan. Um. Don't plan. flaws. And floss and wear SPF thirty or higher. Thirty. Or, you heard the song. You know what you're supposed to wear. I mean, listen, <sighs> look, look and listen. Look and listen. Wear your mother. Watch out. <laughs> wear your coat. Listen to your mothers. <laughs> Karen and Georgia. Listen to your mother. Listen to your mother. 
Uh, I'm Georgia. I'm Karen. And this is My Favorite Murder. Welcome to My Favorite Murder. What is it about the Pacific Northwest? I mean, seriously, this is like, I always think of Twin Peaks, where it's like haunted forest, bad spirits emanating from an ancient Mm -hmm. site, Mm -hmm. and then going into downtown Seattle and just fucking up lives. There's so much land in which to bury and hide people. There's... There's there's depression because the weather is so fucking yeah. dark, mm-hmm. right? Like yes, dark everyone thoughts. everyone there has seasonal defect, uh, affective disorder all year round. Sort <laughs> of thing across the it's board. It's called depression. It's called depression. Everyone's got it, and it makes them serial kill. Mm-hmm. No, it's heavy. It's a. Uh, I I have to say the couple times I've been to Seattle, I've had a lovely time, and it's been in the summer. It's so beautiful. I can't stand it. But it's always the. It's like LA people go there in the summer, and then they're like, "What are they saying about Seattle? So Everyone's wrong." And then you leave. I have a I have a message for everyone in other parts of the country. Okay, move to Los Angeles. It's sunny. Literally, it's it's what you make fun of. It's constantly sunny. There's yeah. no seasons. Which no. I know you're like, I love seasons, but you love it until mid February. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of dirty. Yeah, but in a way that makes you feel like you you're gonna be okay. And would you rather get dismembered or just like get a random bullet on the freeway in your head? I mean. Pick one. Karen, pick one. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, random bullet. Random bullet. Yeah. Although, once you're dead, the dismemberment doesn't affect you. But it affects your family. No, that's very true. Also, stuffing someone into a garbage can of any kind is such an aggressive act of... There's so much hatred in that act. And it's it's vile. It's amateur hour, too. Because, like, what do you... Of course they're going to find that. They're going to find that. Which, maybe he wanted that to happen yeah. did he, so he got caught i think they immediately like just went on her computer i think so what i think happened is it wasn't it wasn't premeditated oh you know what i mean because he snapped because if he if someone has that much information about you on their computer and like match that you were going out with that person that night and you went missing from there yeah something went wrong clearly it's going to come straight back to you so clearly you have an anger issue and you snapped oh here's the thing fuck everyone Right. That's, we should have said that right at the beginning. This podcast should be called, Here's the Thing, Fuck Everyone. <laughs> Here's the Thing, Everyone, Fuck Everyone. <clears throat> Except for you guys. Except Thanks for listening. It just is so like, it's the classic don't go to a second location. <laughs> with, for real. With someone named Jim Jones. You know? Or a hippie, the 30 Rock Joe. Right, exactly. <laughs> or the Scientology. I was just reading today about how the um, David Miscavige's wife, Shelly Miscavige, is like missing as fuck. Yep. For years. For years, and they finally put out a police report for her missing persons. But there's some, like, compound where they keep, like, high ups and, like, just torture them constantly. In Florida? Yeah, I think so. So she's probably there. So don't go... Don't say you'll go somewhere else with someone. No. Don't go anywhere. Don't go (laughs) anywhere. leave your house. Stay in your apartment. Um, You know, that makes me think they've got to rescind the religious... Uh, tax status for Scientology. Oh it's been God. proven that it's not an actual religion. It's insane. That it's basically a humongous pyramid scheme. I apologize if it's your religion and you're offended right now. I, I don't think they don't want you to be mad at me, but you're in a cult. Call your dad <laughs> or someone that can help you. Your parents actually love you, even if even if they're a what is it called? In you. A negator? What's it called right. in Scientology? You're a um, a negative something. Yeah, you're like you've got body thetans and you're you. 
your uh oh shit there's a specific word trophy no that was last week yeah well if you've got a hometown story we want to know about it we do we're gonna do a mini so we keep saying that but we really are going to so please send us yours um so we can uh so we can talk about it it's uh, my favorite murder at gmail that's right um and look out for the t-shirts they're coming soon and rate review and subscribe please on itunes for those ratings we're on that comedy chart man that yeah, makes me feel good inside. someone said they saw us in the top ten. No way. Th- that's what someone said to me. That's but cool. I didn't look it up because I was like, oh my god. And you know also what? then, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that as fact. You know what? I think we're number one. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And thank you for your support. You're great listeners. Yeah. So much fun. Let's can we? This is our tagline now, right? And are you okay with this? Yeah. Okay. So you do your part, and I'll do my part. All right. You guys stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Elvis, <laughs> do you want a cookie? A cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. They so, could have saved her and then she could have died. But here's who did save her. Who? She walks a little further. A couple who was on their honeymoon. Oh, no, no, no. Who took the wrong exit. And is driving around trying to get back to the I-5. Oh, which is close enough so that Mary heard the the noise of the wow. I-5 all, all day and was like, I just have to get back up because there will be someone if I walk toward that sound. So that's how she guided herself back toward civilization. These These people grab her, put her in the back of the truck and say, we're going to get you help. And she said she heard them speeding so fast. You could hear the tire screeching. They get to a phone. Can I say real quick yes. what half the people listening that the murderinos? Yeah. Dream honeymoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you, else are you going to do? Fucking play Can, canasta? Well, because imagine... You, you're like, oh, I've married, I love him so much. Yeah. He's the man for me. Now, if the man for you was one of those guys in that convertible, right. who was like, we have to get out of here, you'd be like, you get out of my life forever. Yeah, I bet they're still together. 100%. Yeah. They get her, they get to that payphone, they call, and they airlift her to the hospital. Oh, you So it wasn't even an ambulance situation. They were like straight in. So. Oh, honey, the, the relief she must have felt. Oh my God. To be in, to be saved. So she, sorry, I'm on the next page already. Um, cause you're, by the way, I want everyone to know you're like fucking telling this. You're not even looking at your notes because this, uh, because I remember this happening when I was little. Holy shit. And my, I remember my mother being so livid and she would talk about Lawrence Singleton, this disgusting piece of shit. She would talk about him. All the time. Well, because I'll get into it. I have was to go she, was all this Was all these, de- were all these details on the news? No, but it was, it was a man who raped a girl, chopped her arms off and threw her into a ditch. That's enough. That was plenty. Yeah. Because you can't, that's when it was like, oh my God, that could happen. Totally. That's real. Even the word rape, like you don't even talk about, like couples in, in fucking sitcoms didn't sleep in the same bed. Right, exactly. It's like, well, I'm not from the 50s, Georgia. Oh, my I God. Mean, I mean that the Brady Bunch was the... F- <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So she lost over half the blood in her body. Wow. Uh, but it, from her hospital bed, she described 
a picture of him so accurately to the p- police sketch artist that Lawrence Singleton's next door neighbor saw it <gasps> and immediately called the police. And even though she was friends with him and like knew him for years, she was like, that's Lawrence Singleton. That's my next door neighbor. She's one of us. So yes, exactly. So, and I have, do have to say this in the article that I found that it, a piece of information from for some reason in the line, it said housewife and bowling expert. <laughs> Wow. I want <laughs> her life. Really, they really described her to a T. I really anyway, I want that life. That's a, that's a pretty good life. Yeah. Um, so they arrest Larry Singleton, Lawrence Singleton nine days later. I like to call him Larry. Larry. Um, and when he was questioned, Singleton told the police that Mary was a $10 whore, that, um, that he was passed out drunk in his van, and that his other friend Larry is mm-hmm. the one that attacked her, uh-huh. and that there were two other hookers in the van at the time. Um, what a fucking monster. Lunatic. So, she testifies against him in court. Get it, girl. Um, with two prosthetic, her two prosthetic limbs on. She'd already been fitted for them. She was wow. still a teenager. Um, I mean, that's an, that is a hard thing to do on its own. Now, listen to this. As she walks out after testifying against him, oh, shit. he whispers to her, if it's the last thing I do, I'll finish the job. Oh, I was hoping she'd say, motherfucker, or like something at him. No. Oh, that no. poor girl. She ran out. So, in March of 1979, Ugh. a San Diego jury convicts him of kidnapping, mayhem, attempted murder, forcible rape, sodomy, and forced oral copulation, and gives him Wait. the maximum sentence at the time. Can I guess? No. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm just keep interrupting you. No, no, no. Seven years? Fourteen years. For all of that, for all of those crimes combined, the maximum legal sentence was 14 years. That's like almost how old she was. Yes, that's exactly right. So um, the judge who had to pass that sentence said, if I had the power, I would send him to prison for the rest of his natural life. I have a present for Ooh. you and for me Ooh. from a listener. <gasps> Is this our first listener, like v- viewer mail? Yeah, I have like a, a listener mail. I have a, don't worry, I have a PO box. Good. So if anyone wants to send us shit, you can message me. And if you're not insane and have okay grammar, I'll give you our PO box number. <laughs> um, so Caroline Abernathy sent us a present. Uh, Caroline to my PO box. She's a sweet baby angel. Have you already opened it? I fucking have. And I know she already, she was like, I'm sending you this thing. And I'm like, great. Oh, awesome. I'll tell Karen. So the first thing I thought of, it's full of live moths. <laughs> I haven't opened it. Creepy. Kaboom. <laughs> and that's how they died. Uh, so she, so she can, she sells this at her Etsy shop. It's called her Etsy shop is anime gravy with a capital A. I don't know if that's necessary. Like you have to put that in or whatever. Right. Are you ready for this present? Okay. Yes. I'm going to put my mic down real quick. Okay. She's un she's unscrolling a a small po- <gasps> It's the Stay Sexy Don't Get Murdered with Elvis and the Owl poster. We each have our own. Yes. Oh my god. This is gorgeous. <laughs> I know so sh- this chick is so for new listeners. I mean, get with the program. But <laughs> Uh, so we always first of all, <laughs> first of all, all, let us reprimand you by being for being right. New. So this is amazing. Stay sexy, don't get murdered is our catch 
the thing we always say. <laughs> our catchphrase? No, it's just the thing we started no, our, saying and people My like catchphrase it. is, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> and then Elvis, my cat, is holding who's holding like it looks just like him it looks exactly like him and the owl of course is the owl theory from the staircase <laughs> which is very funny a lot of people have pointed out on the facebook page we've never really talked about that on the podcast it's like How? something yeah. you and i've personally talked about and just referenced right we've mentioned it being a theory yeah but we haven't like discussed if we believe it or I not. I think it's like we've discussed how we've discussed it, right. essentially. So there's a lot of people who are like, wait, when it's did disgust- they talk about it's this? It's disgusted. Shit? Yeah, it is disgusting. Uh, this and is it's, amazing. And it's like my, it's like, look, it's the color of my walls, too. It's like this, yeah, like, that's m- weird. mint green that I'm obsessed with. Beautiful. It's so cute. This is the best. So you guys can go to um, Anime Gravy and you can buy it. I want to tell everyone it's just $10, but I feel like she should up the price right now. So this is <laughs> worth more than $10. It's only $25. Uh, Caroline Abernathy? Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you so much for the short. I, re- I haven't read the note, actually. Oh, let's see. Should I read the note? Yes. Dear Karen and Georgia, I'm so happy that you like my drawing. Thanks for always making me laugh, then feel bummed as fuck about all the murders, then smile again by asking Elvis if he wants a cookie. (laughs) I've introduced multiple friends to your podcast. It's the perfect friend filter to see who's cool enough to hang out with murderinos. Nice. You two rock so fucking hard. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered, Caroline. Thank you. Oh my God. That's, I love it so much. That's really exciting. I'm going to get it framed. I love it. Let's, let's, hey, Steven, will you look that up for us <laughs> since you're here? Yeah. Oh, you guys, this month, this week, we have a sound record, uh, recording engineer. Right. Remember how we had technical difficulties last week, Steven? I'm, I'm helping us, the sound not get murdered. Thank yes. you. Steven Ray Morris, who you know and love, is helping us because tech diffs last week. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get up, we're just trying to be professional. You know how we, you know how we strive and aspire to be better every week. I've never felt worse about, like, been more bummed about not having a belch ready when you said that. <laughs> I'm like, you know me, I'm fucking belch. Get one ready and then drop it in as a surprise at some point during the podcast, and it will. Okay, great. So, okay, so here, let's get to the survivor. All right. Yes. Fucking badass bitch. Her name was Maria Virachiva. Cheva. She was 19 and three months pregnant, which already you're like, come on, like, let me get through this. Yeah. You know, um, pregnant and her, the, the man she was, her boyfriend was a friend of this killer. Oh, just like date someone else. Find better friends. She met him. She's ran into him at work. She and her boyfriend had just gotten into a huge fight. And so she was pissed off, like hanging out near the metro station. And he saw her and was like, uh, and he had been hunting for a victim. And this is in February of 2002. I should have started with that. Yeah. So he said that most of his male victims, he, he was able to get them away with alcohol was the thing that, that they, um, that the reason they would go with him. But for women, he said, quote, women always need to have a financial interest. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. Man, I like vodka. I know. I don't need your fucking I like money. dead pets graves. Yeah. Stupid. I'll cheers over that. <laughs> Dick. So he says to her that that he has several boxes of brand new contraband cameras. Oh yeah. No, inside the sorry. Park. Women always love cameras. That's really true. <laughs> if there's some kind of deal going, like a sales deal where they're like, Oh, I have this thing, I'm gonna cut you in on it, just say no. Even if it's true, you're still probably gonna get arrested. There's 
you have to pay for things that you want in this life. Right. When you try to sidestep that fact, you're, you're, you mess with the wrong people. You end up in the forest at a dog's grave, mm-hmm. what have you, and then with a vodka bottle in your head. Free money isn't free. Like, just, just go without. Just, just get a job, mm-hmm. buy your own shit, mm-hmm. stay out of the forest. It's never going to be chill. Get a, that's going to be the quote. Get a job. What was it? Get a job. <laughs> Anytime we list anything in threes, <laughs> uh, we want you to put it on a poster. <laughs> there was another one. Shit, Karen is full of quotes tonight. <laughs> I'm full of beans. <laughs> Sonny beans. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, we got to get through this. <laughs> I also want to say really quickly that in therapy, uh, in therapy, one of the things I talked about was that um, how crazy I am and how much anxiety I, am, I have because when I go to the back of my building to do laundry, I lock my front door and how crazy is that that I think someone's going to break in and then I read an article there's a fucking Echo Park rapist and one of the ways he got into her house was when she was doing fucking laundry in the back of her apartment and she left her door unlocked and went in. There is, it, it's it's not anxiety when you're just being careful. I texted my therapist. And now she doesn't want to see me anymore? <laughs> and no. now she said, find someone else? No, she because she was like, you know, we're allowed to take certain precautions and that's okay and you yes. can do that but when you start, you know, blah, 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 then it's, so she supported it and I was like, I feel so justified. Yeah, you are justified. You yeah. know, so it's supported, I bet, Nikki. She'd be like, come Nikki on. Nikki would be like, yeah, that was an obvious answer. The crime community says you're doing the right thing. <laughs> Thank you, crime community, for supporting me. Uh, well, also, that's good. I mean, Jesus Christ. Good to know, right? Yes. Hey, there's there's no shame in locking things. Double. I lock, people will walk by in the crosswalk, and their part of my brain goes, they might be able to hear it if you lock the door or whatever. Oh. And it's like, I don't give a shit. Doesn't there's matter. Much louder voice that says, sorry to offend you, but you don't get to, in case you had the idea. Right. Maybe you're on some white drug so I can't So like when detect. you're sitting at a stop sign and someone goes to walk by and you go click to lock your car door. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're going to get mad at me. Fuck you. Well, because you look creepy. That's a good way to let someone know they look creepy. Yeah. I get the idea because you're giving me the eye. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't. <laughs> we've said this a million times. Fuck politeness. Fuck politeness. Because, Essentially. Yeah. There should be new listeners who don't yet know to fuck politeness. Oh, yeah. L- fuck politeness. And, um, oh, you'll, you'll learn. There's a ton of stuff. <laughs> you'll have a lot so of experiences in your life that'll make you, <laughs> make you question. Uh, le- how about, if you're going between the laundry room and your house, lock your goddamn door. Lock your fucking door. Lock your, if you live in a major city or not at your parents' yeah. house, lock your door. It feels really good because literally that, that was a worry every single time I walk out back is I come in the door and I check for the cats because if the cats were still out where they were, that meant no one was in there because, but if they were hiding, that would mean someone came in the house. Right. That's crazy. No, it's, <laughs> but it's a, not. that's a good theory. That's a theory based on yeah. observation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. High fives all around. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you to you too. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. 
Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Mimi, the unsung cat of the Heartstark household, she sings the theme song to Tweet Corner. (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. Mimi's got to have her her spot in the... Yeah, this is it. She's come to shine. Ready, Mimi? Meow, 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 meow. She's totally asleep. Um, someone on Twitter named Trash Panda IRL. <laughs> I love oh, it already. That's not a real person. Read read what her name is. Oh, Tween Sensation. Tween Sensation is her handle. Okay. Trash Panda IRL is her I don't know, I like name. I don't know. Trash Panda. Uh, and on her on her Twitter account, sorry, but I just noticed this, her header picture is a picture of Barb and it says in memory of Barb oh my God. see you on the other side that's incredible and it's an illustration of Barb from Stranger Things that's hell yeah that's Trash Panda the best way to bring it all around so she tweeted at us and said my dad keeps calling your show the fuck word murder mystery show <laughs> because he can't remember the name oh and I cannot stop laughing at that say it again my dad keeps calling your show the fuck word mystery murder mystery show because he can't remember the name. Uh, that is so first of all, I can't. If my dad heard a podcast where girls were saying the F word, he would pull the stereo out of the car and throw it out no. of the highway. But I swear, if my dad ever hears this, he's going to call me with such a stern tone. And so I love the fact that Trash Panda IRL's dad is even listening to it I at all. I love him. I love him. He sounds like 
my bad. And I I think we might need to change the name of this podcast to the <laughs> so, Suckward Murder Mystery Show. I try not to do this, but someone who makes the memes needs to get our logo and change it into <laughs> say it one more time because it makes me so happy. The, the Suckward Murder Mystery Show. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Uh, Vartkus Iskandarian and his family started the first Zanku chicken in Beirut in 1962. Oh, wow. And, um, then they brought it over here in 1983, um, and and it was the the chain actually was opened by Mardiros, who is the son. Okay. And um, his parents were not interested in having a restaurant in America. They wanted to do do dry cleaning, maybe go into the suit business. They looked into all these other businesses that were more um, kind of reliable than mm-hmm. a restaurant, but um, uh, Mardiros believed that this he looked around and he saw how few um middle eastern restaurants there were with so with such huge populations yeah. of people that would appreciate the food there was almost no food to feed them that was like from their home totally um so they opened their first restaurant um at the corner of sunset in normandy um in east uh east la hello hey and um it, the LA Times said it's the best roast chicken in town at any price, which is kind of really saying something for yeah. the, all the shishi restaurants they have here. Totally. The Zagat Guide um, would say that Zanku was one of America's best meal deals. Oh my goodness. America, not just LA, which is cool. Jonathan Gold, who's a very famous um, food writer, he adores Zanku chicken reviewed it and said it, the chicken was superb and nothing in heaven or on earth compares with the garlic paste. Oh my god, that garlic paste. The garlic paste is what everybody talks about mm-hmm. and it was invented by uh, Marduros's grandmother. Shut up! And his mother makes it, made it all by hand. So it was a secret recipe. People still don't know what's in it. Oh it's this god. white paste that you get with your chicken and your rice and your hummus and your pita. It's this little tub. It's like a side on the side and it is tangy and pungent and garlicky but there's something else going on yeah. it's kind of like butter like you can't yes. figure out all you want to do is eat it and put everything that you eat and into it then for the next day you're belching garlic yes it's you're like filled with garlic you reek of it's it's quite an experience yes um so that was kind of their secret weapon. Aside from the fact that they figured out that other rotisserie chicken places, they realized you have to move the chicken itself and you have to play with the temperatures. You hmm. can't just keep it on one temperature okay. all the time. So they basically kind of went in there and tried to figure out how to give people who wanted to eat authentic Middle Eastern food the best version of that mm-hmm. food and not just go like, here, yeah, here's whatever, so, which is amazing. Apparently, one time on Curb Your Enthusiasm... Larry David referred to it as chicken so good it could end the rift in the Middle East. <laughs> so, like, everybody in L.A. knows about this It was this also food. in a Beck song. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, there was a, there's a list on Wikipedia of all, oh, the, really? all the popular culture things. There was a, somebody on Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, also so liked to eat there. Um, <clears throat> so... They started as this hole-in-the-wall chicken place, um, and after, I would think, like, over two years, they were making $2 million a year. Holy shit. And half of that was pure profit. Oh, my God. So, they, um, they were doing, obviously, great. So... There were rumors. Oh, so in this article, this is one of my favorite things, in this article... 
um, this guy, Mark, the writer, talks starts out by talking about the Armenian um, culture and everything. And he says there's a saying that little old Armenian ladies say in Armenian, which is, let's sit crooked and talk straight. Which totally made me think of us. Oh my God. Isn't that the best? Let's sit cook crooked and talk straight. That's basically let's gossip. Is I, what they mean. That is us to a T. I and know. I'm fucking in love with it. It's the best. did this wrong all right there's trash just don't worry about the trash glamorous <laughs> classy professional uh, hi welcome to my favorite murder live everybody we had them uh what? we had them recreate my apartment yes on stage george's blue curtains are gorgeous oh my god can we talk about this yes can we please fuck Karen, um, tell me everything. Well, last week when we were talking about how we ha- are going to come and do a live podcast, and we were talking about all the things we needed to do <laughs> and bring and have to recreate the same environment that we have in Georgia's hot, hot apartment when we record so every week. And Georgia made a joke and said, I guess I'll buy a cage to bring Elvis. And I said, or you could just have him stuffed. And... <laughs> Her heart broke in front of me, <laughs> and now I'm that friend. So I've been trying to think for like six days, trying to think like you got to make good on that I didn't piece even of bullshit. Um, <laughs> and then I remembered that I'm a compulsive vintage thrift store shopper, Yay. and I got shit like this laying around by the dozens. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, don't you have a some sixth grade teacher hand knit a Siamese cat? And it's just been sitting in a closet for like fucking seven years. Yeah, and the answer serious? was yes. Elvis oh. is here. When I saw that backstage, I was like, I'm not supposed to see that. And if I look at it, I'm going to cry. So I didn't, because <laughs> it's so sweet. And so I didn't look at it. Ow. What happened? I'm trying to move my, okay. Um, there, we go. there we go. Have you gotten a good look at it? Because there's truly about four years of dust right on the top. <laughs> you guys can see that. It meant a lot. Uh, Karen, thank you so much. And I would have dusted it off, but I was running late. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know my apartment, you don't know my apartment. This is the most perfect thing for my apartment. It's going to match everything. Like it's, like exactly. gr- it's like a grandma, and there's like sea foam happening. And it's a sea foamy apartment. Everything. It makes me so. Thank you so much, Karen. You're welcome. I, I got you a, a nothing. <laughs> it's, I'm going to catch a moonbeam in my pocket. <laughs> also, the other thing I, I just wanted to give a shout out because um, we had been talking last week about how we hate carving pumpkins. Oh, <laughs> no. What happened? Um, well, Caroline sent us a picture of the most perfect Halloween jack-o'-lantern goals for us. And this is it. It's the tiniest face uh, carved into a pumpkin. And it oh made, when I saw it, it made me laugh so hard it's, it's it's like a it's like an emoji it's like the size of an emoji and the face of an emoji like the happy face emoji it's per, that's all i want in life but Give then on the wine. hugest pumpkin so yeah. it's basically like this person took a pen and stuck it into a pumpkin it's so and funny. then they were like where's my wine and yeah. where are my ritz crackers i'm done you can laugh out
out loud, Stephen. That's yeah. good stuff. That's so beautiful. Thank beautiful. you so much, Caroline, because I really loved that to the point where I faved it and then like the next day went, oh no, I retweet that. That's awesome. And I couldn't find it. And I this morning before work, I must have spent 20 minutes trying to find this tweet. Can I have a quick, um, a quick pun corner? Please do. Squad gourds. Instead of goals. Squad gourds? Because it's pumpkin is a gourd. <laughs> Let me explain this. My comedy is like kind of, you know, like it's intellectual. It's written, squad gourds. It's written. Come it's on. reader comedy. <laughs> you gotta. Squad gourds. That's really good. Like, give me a hot minute. Mimi yeah. loves it. No, my God. Mimi's crying laughing right now. <laughs> you can't see it, but trust. She looks so bored. Um, That's amazing. It's really good. Thank uh, you. Uh-uh. So Renee and Rachel, the older girls, were old friends. Renee asked Rachel to come with her shopping. Um, and then Renee's boyfriend was going to come, but he went to a friend's house. So his little sister, Julie, begs to come. So they bring their, her boyfriend's little sister along. So it's the three of them. They get to the mall. She, Rachel parks her car at the top of the fucking uh, car park, Oldsmobile. And they go shopping. People see them because, and this needs to be our new shirt. She's wearing a shirt that says, Sweet Honesty. What? <laughs> That's 1974 for you. What the it's like, fuck? What stoner put that thing together? Sweet And honesty. you know it was like crazy cursive with oh, the totally. Y on the honesty. And then like, like three loop-de-loops. Glitter like all around Just it. on the tits. Yeah. No bra. No bra. No bra. Didn't okay. have to. <laughs> 70s tits like that's a thing yeah for sure they were real low <laughs> uh, so a, a ton of people see them at the mall people because people see her shirt whatever the fuck um, and then that evening <laughs> families get worried as they do they go out looking for the girl and they find her car where she parked it on the roof of this mall area and in the car the car is locked and inside are the presents Oh. So at some point, they went to the car, put the presents in there, locked the car, and then what? Right? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> you have to tell me. So they're freaking out. The next day, a letter comes in the mail, and it goes to Rachel's husband's house. Now, Rachel, who was 17 and married... What? What? Yeah. Wait, is that sweet honesty? That's the other one, even. Okay. A 14-year-old okay. is wearing a sweet honesty shirt. Fuck. Ugh. Don't let your babies <laughs> grow up to be sweet honesties. <laughs> For real. Uh, sweet honesty. Sweet honesty. She didn't understand. Mm -hmm. It's actually, you should sweet kick him in the dick. <laughs> That's what her shirt should have said. You guys, pepper spray first and fucking apologize <laughs> later. Right? George, these days, George's favorite thing to say is, should I pepper spray that guy? It's my, it makes me laugh so hard. I can't remember where we were, but you were just like, do I need to pepper spray this guy? It's like, please don't. Not right now. Why not? <laughs> just spray it around like room freshener. In your mouth. Beyond, beyond what is it called? Uh-uh. Let's do this. <laughs> Well, I, I did a very pandery thing, and I picked a Chicago murderer. <laughs> you think you're better than me? What's that? I said, you think you're better than me? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but also, because there were so many choices. 
A lot of people love, they love to talk about how like the Pacific Northwest, oh, you have so many murders in San Francisco. Hello, Chicago. You yeah. guys want to kill everybody. All Chicago just doesn't brag about it. That's right. They're just low key. Yeah. Like, yeah, well. They're just like, yeah, let's go have a beer. I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, how are you doing? More importantly, we don't need to talk about the torso murders. How are you doing? <laughs> Eyeball kill it. No, that's not here. Never no, mind. that's go Cleveland. On. Anyway. Um, so it was, there right. was a lot. It's lippy. Um, there was a lot of choices uh, to choose from, and there was a lot of favorites, but I actually had to go with this is my original, the reason I got into reading serial killer books and watching true crime shows, fucking John Wayne Gates. And I know this because she accidentally told me in the hotel room. I, it slipped out in the hotel room. What, what was the context of that? You were talking about how the, the, the hotel concierge was like, you had to print out your notes. Oh, yeah. And they she was like, if me. you like John Wayne Gacy, you'll love this tour. And, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's all I said. Nothing, there was nothing yeah, so else revealed. So I don't revealed. have the deets. Yeah. But I'm about to hear them. You're about to hear them. And uh, you may have heard me say this before, but the first thing I ever saw about right. John Wayne Gacy, because if you know, he buried the bodies of teenage boys that he murdered inside his house. And when the police arrested him, finally, and uh, he, he was able to draw a diagram of his house, and he knew where every single boy was in the house, and there were 27 of them. I bet the FBI didn't respect him after that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were like, oh, Not look a- at Braggy Braggerstein <laughs> over there. Take it easy. So I saw, um, when I was like probably 12, I opened a book. Uh, <laughs> Good age to uh, see this It's the perfect age for true crime. Uh, opened a book and they had drawn, based on the diagram that John Wayne Gacy had drawn, they had, because he, they just used um, like long rectangles to show where the bodies were. And some artist had basically drawn body shapes like Mm. it almost looked like a chalk outline but like body shapes in a house diagram so that's I like was oh childhood and you know Joni loves Chachi and fucking this and that and I look down at this thing and I'm like why are those boys floating in those boxes and then I read underneath it and it's like uh you know 27 bodies were buried inside this house and I was just like okay now I know that and now I must know more. <laughs> and I won't stop. Adding that to Charlotte's Web and all the shit you already <laughs> yeah, know. That's right. Some pig. <laughs> um, so let's talk about fucking good old John. Um, also, the middle name Wayne yeah. is very common in serial killer world, which I think is kind of great that he Why is that? got in there. I don't know, but he... They named him John Wayne Gacy because his mom loved John Wayne, the actor. Red flag. (laughs) Right? Not a good sign. No. That she loved film. Uh, (laughs) So John Wayne Gacy was born on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 1942, at Edgewater Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Anyone? Uh, Edgewater? Anyone else? You guys work there? there Were you also born there with him? Uh, 
he was the second of three children. He had an older sister and a younger sister. And his father was a machinist who had been in uh, World War I, and he was a very bad alcoholic. So um, the story was that his dad would come home from work, and he would go down into the basement oh, and dear. drink brandy, which sounds classy. Um, <laughs> But they would have, they would, the mom would make dinner and then they will all sit at the dinner table and wait for him to come upstairs and see how he felt. Well, I bet when he came up, he was real happy and everyone was like, we can finally talk about Brandy. (laughs) Well, no. Oh, God. Instead, normally he would come up drunk and very angry and he would beat them with a strap um, for dinner. So... Uh, I'm good tonight on strap. You know, I'm so full of strap from last <laughs> night, Dad. You can give it to her, though, yeah. if you want. She's real um, hungry, her strap. And part of what they say, they think what fueled his rage is that John was basically a mama's boy, mm. and he liked that, you know, the father was into fishing and hunting and man, 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 and John liked to cook, and he liked to be in the kitchen with his mom. He liked planting flowers in the garden, things that in, like, the late 40s apparently brought deep shame upon you and your ancestors and were unacceptable and made you drink brandy and beat children. So... (laughs) It sounds uh, like the norm back then, though, you know? Yeah. I think it is. It's like everybody has to fit into their box, and if you don't, I'm going to punch you in the face even though you're eight. (laughs) All right. Um, And then I wrote down there, toxic masculinity ruins the party again. (laughs) Can't wait to see that meme. So here's the thing. So he gets a job in Las Vegas, and... Like, I was thinking about this. Like, the first job you get out of high school, it's usually based on the thing you kind of like the most or the thing that you're into. So, like, I worked at a yogurt shop because I fucking love eating so much. I worked at a bakery. Did you? Yeah. And, well, John uh, became a janitor at a mortuary. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was his passion. Oh, dear. The dead. And he actually later admitted to the police that when he worked there one night, uh, he... That's right. no. He got into a coffin with a, the body of a dead boy and fondled it. <gasps> it gets so much worse. <laughs> There's 47 pages right here. <laughs> a lot of this is my poetry I'm going to read later. Um, all right. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Do you love your, you got a manicure? Oh, I got a manicure today. I did need to look at my nails. I know. Isn't it fun? You're, you're gazing lovingly at your nails. I've never seen you do that before. Here's the thing. And I just talked about this, but to you, but having I, so now I work on Guy Branham's t- mm-hmm. TV show mm-hmm. and on this TV show, I get, uh, for it's sometimes eight 30 in the morning, Talk. I get, uh, three grown women who stand around me doing my hair and makeup for hours. <coughs> and it is so fun. Mm, I love it. And like people just just teasing my hair for like 45 minutes straight the best <clears throat> and shaping it so I have really good hair doing makeup very lightly brushing my face for an hour amazing I start to realize like on the first day because this is a, a very collapsed schedule it's been hard mm-hmm. we've worked a lot mm-hmm. which so is why we're recording on a Sunday instead of a Tuesday that's right, right because yeah. this next week is going to be the same and crazy um but so the first day we went to tape, I sat down at my, oh. so it's a, it's called talk show, the game show guy is hosting guy Branham, friend of the show, expert lawyer, guy Branham. It's a talk show. Uh, he's the host and I'm a judge where people come out and they get, they do an interview with guy and then I judge them <laughs> and tell them how they did. God, that sounds like a dream job. Just like super fun yeah and you don't get judged you just talk shit up hell no No, they can't say shit to me don't fucking talk to me um but going through like basically the beauty a glam squad every morning makes me realize how like the first day after i left diane who's my makeup person handed me (laughs) a mask and she goes why you put this on tonight oh my Mm -hmm. god and it was basically like thing by thing where it's like oh yeah that's right like i go home and then just go to sleep and don't wash my face can you make our lives a little easier can you not make this so that we have to put you together like a wax goddamn (laughs) dummy um and so then, you know, like one day I realized I have to hold up signs. Yeah. I need to paint my fingernails. Yeah. No, dude, I got it. When you're like, oh, this person, I have done the bare minimum of looking good. Yes. And now, but then once I do it, it's like, oh, this is fun. Doesn't it feel nice to take care, to pamper yourself? It really does. So Fucking today, I really like it. So today I was like, I just did my nails last week really fast. Yeah, I did that too. But so today I went and got a manicure. Oh my God. In Silver Lake. And it was nice. And the lady, Rose was did it really awesomely it's so sweet that you find out the names of your she managers. asked me my name and then i asked her her name i love it it was fun <laughs> when i went to leave also but my glam ended because it was the weekend so i had no makeup on and oh, fuck that looked a lot, lot like a scumbag you saw me that morning <laughs> went to you leave looked, i told you in the morning you look beautiful <laughs> well i can't have it i don't think i said beautiful i think i said you look so pretty right i think beautiful is like and then i was like get on. away from me yeah. in the valet area yeah. and ran away from you <laughs> i was the, i was working valet that <laughs> George had her little hat on and she brought my car around. I told her to get away from me. 
went and got a manicure. As I was getting rung up, a girl who was getting her manicure looked up at me and goes, Karen? And I go, yeah. Because I was like, oh, does she work with me? Is it somebody that yeah. like I haven't talked to that much? Whatever. And then she goes, I love your podcast. But she was like, she was getting a manicure, she so she was kind hands. of weirdly stuck. It wasn't like we could shake hands or say hi Hug, or anything. Yeah. And I immediately got so self-conscious that I had like these crazy nice nails. And then other than that, I really looked like I rolled out from under a bridge. I was like, oh, thanks. Bye. And just ran away so quickly. So I just wanted to say to that girl, if you're listening, which she might have quit at this point because I was so not all that friendly to her. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I didn't ask you what your name was. I'm sorry. I didn't say I sorry. I didn't have a moment with you. I was kind of embarrassed. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed in general. It's just like, how are you feeling today? Kind of embarrassed. Kind of generally embarrassed. Yeah. But I'm working on it. Yeah. But so I feel hi like, to her. But the thing is too that she knows so much about you at this point and like doesn't expect you to like she doesn't think you're going to be Chrissy fucking Teigen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we haven't fucking positioned ourselves to be Chrissy fucking. I mean, Chrissy Teigen seems like a chill chick, but like, I, but she looks for like. For some reason, I can't drop the Chrissy Teigen expectation. It's my problem. Oh yeah. No one. Oh, I kind of am like, oh, maybe I look like, I kind of get that because I'm like, I'm not wearing makeup anymore. And then I'll see myself sometimes and be like, oh my God, I look like I'm on my way to rehab. Yes. And like, do people like my neighborhood <laughs> fucking cafe, are they like, is she okay? Yes. And I have like some acne scars right now. So it looks a little like I've been picking at my face, you know, like, yes, I want to be presentable, presentable. You want to be presentable. If my my mom saw me, who's a fucking really into images, everything she'd be like, she'd be worried about me. My mom, I have a tape in, in my head of my mom who used to always, if you would like walk through the kitchen, it would just be like after school one day or like casual time. My mom would be the one to go, oh, God, put some lipstick on. You look like a corpse. <laughs> that was like her great quote. So I have that kind of thing where I'm like, really? In the house, you need me to wear lipstick, lady? It's so... Moms, she, the minute she sees me, she tells me how something I, I am doing that she likes it better when I do the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I have short hair, oh, I like your hair longer. Mm-hmm. Not like, you look cute. It's like, oh, I, I like your hair shorter. Like... It's just like here's what you're, you've done that doesn't please me. Yes, and fu- and I'm like fuck you. You voted for Trump. What do you, fu- you? Here's what you fucking mom. That's right. You don't get to tell me no, nothing no, 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 anymore. No, 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 no. no. So, moms, moms and dads. Um, um, do we have corners? Um, oh. I have a couple corners. Can I tell you something yes, I've never talked do. about? Yes. Vince and I have this. I'm going to share a real intimate, not intimate, but an inside joke that my husband and I have that we're the only people who know what this is. <laughs> and we kind of love it and share it together. And I'm going to just tell a few people right do now. It. And every time we say any kind of corner thing, I think of this. And Vince, so whenever the word corner comes up, Vince and I say to each other, corner, corner, corner. And the reason is because we would go to this like late night diner in Los Feliz called House of Pies. That's like the fucking best like old school diner. And there was this chick who was uh, a waitress there who was like, like late night waitress. You could tell she was on like Adderall and fucking like buzzing on coffee and shit. She was really cool, but she was like clearly buzzing. And every time she'd have hot plates on her, you know, when you're a waitress and you have to say behind you, behind Mm -hmm. you, when you're like behind someone with plates so they don't walk into you, she would come around the corner with these hot plates and go corner, 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 (laughs) corner, 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 corner. So you'd be like eating your chicken pot pie or whatever. You just keep hearing corner, corner, corner. And I would just fucking crack up. So whenever we hear someone say corner, and this is like three years ago and we're still like corner, corner, corner. Yeah. Now I just told everyone. So let's do corner, corner, corner. I love it. Is it corner, corner, corner time? It is.
Dion. Uh, How have I never fucking heard of him? It's such a fascinating case. There's way more to read. But like the idea that while he was murdering sex workers and then writing columns yeah. about the murderer and the murders and asking people how they felt and he was asking writing the about the, like acknowledging and writing about the murderer yes yes wow. he was basically in faux investigating his own crime <gasps> it's amazing and oh that was That's the thing so that stupid i was trying to find this but um one of the experts uh talking about him said the the thing about um the psychopaths, the kind of psychopath that he is, is you stop focusing on what they do and he, they make you focus on them. Oh. And that's how that, like, it's cult of personality. So, so when he was in jail, the, the fact that he had strangled a young woman faded away Never and it all became about me and my life and how hard it's been for me and read my autobiography. And this is so sad. He never Here's said like, I made a mistake and killed this, like, no, no, this no. thing. It was like, don't even point that out. No, he, oh. it was all about him. And then, and he was, he was smart enough and manipulative enough, manipulative enough to play the part of the person they were looking for you know, to really kind of like be the face of and spearhead totally. this resocialization plan. He was just like, I'm going to be that guy. Do you think that when, you know, when, um, when people get convicted of murder and then they get to read a letter to the judge or to the family and they just talk about themselves, that's the same kind of thing instead of like apologizing to the family yeah. or saying I made a mistake or whatever. Yes, and that's just like I had a hard childhood. I was that's the same thing. Wow, I've always because it's pissed me off whenever I hear those. No, yeah, that's the because it's the narcissist. It, it's um, is it I some you know a bunch of those traits go across the board and yeah. like if you're this you're this you're this but it's like narcissism for sure but then also um the psychopaths where it's just like it's their world and everyone is just an ant in that yeah. world and they get to do what they want. And everything is too power. Everything is too, you know what I mean? Like it's to feed their ego. And things are done to them and like they have unfair, they, things are unfair to them and yeah. not. And if, and if they're like, I don't even want to talk. Like when he was finally arrested, they tried to get him to talk about the 1974 murder. And he was like, I have no memory. I don't know what you're talking about. And just like, <gasps> it's as if in his mind, since he doesn't acknowledge it, it didn't happen. Wow. I always wish there was a way to get them to like, fucking feel bad about it you know yeah but that's the uh there's no such thing that's they me. don't have a conscience that's they, me thinking they, don't they can feel be bad. rehabilitated which they can't it's you thinking they're like you yes it's that yes. and actually that's part of the fascination of all of this shit is there's these people that are built totally differently right. or because of their circumstances of how they were raised which is like alcoholic grandfather who did these things it's like there's no way your brain can then go to where you and i are and steven and hopefully and <laughs> but uh, also i think you have to have that because lots of people get beaten up by horrible grandfathers and all that stuff you have then it's that extra piece sure. of being a sociopath or being a psychopath where it turns because this guy was just like on fire with the lord since fucking day one where he's like 16 assaults yeah out of you know when he's like in his teens yeah. and early 20s he he had done. huge problems from jump and never stopped doing it. Yeah. And then just tricked everybody in this insane way because you know he was getting off on the idea of like, I'm going to go interview the head of this investigation and ask them if they have any idea who's doing this. And the answer is no. 
and he gets to and get they that quote. Like none of them were like, that's weird that he's putting himself, you know, because that's one of the things is that they put the murderers put themselves in the middle of the investigation or just a little too interested in it. Yeah, but, but I they guess they didn't know that then. They didn't know it. It's so funny, too, because it's not that long ago. It's the 90s, right. but it's still police procedurally. It's long ago. Well, that descri- explains to me a thing that I haven't really ever, ever understood, which is why Anne Rule never suspected or even took a while after Ted Bundy was arrested to be like, yeah, that was him. So she was under that same fucking spell. Yes. Okay. It's like I never charisma. understood. It was like, how did you fucking not know? Because, you know, haven't you ever met a person like that? Like, I've definitely met one person in particular <sighs> where the charisma is such, they make you think that they think you're the only person in the world. And that, most people never get that. Unless you're like ex- exceedingly beautiful or special in some way. Or it's this actual specific relationship you're having that's because of the two of you. Right. But there's Vince makes me feel that way and I don't want to make it. <laughs> well, that's, just, right? that, that's because that's that's it's um, you make him feel that way, too. Right. But when you meet those people like it, when it, it in my opinion, I think a lot of love at first sight is like the first time you meet a sociopath Ooh. because they know how to, they know how to ma- manipulate you and they have their reasons for it, even if it doesn't make sense to you or in your mind, it's like. Why would he do that? Yeah. yeah, we had this magical thing, and what it's are like you trying to get. What are you getting out of this? Nothing. And well, having young women be in love with you everywhere you go, you know, is part of it. Yeah, because and, we don't need that, so we don't understand why other people would need that too. Right. Or you, if you need it, you can then go. Yeah, but that would be mean to do to a person who I didn't love back. Like yeah. you can bring an actual, you know, um, conscience into God, it. I saw a relationship like that of two people I know, and it was like. Everyone was like, how the fuck do you not see this person doesn't think like you? Yeah. And it's like so surprising to see that from a smart person not understanding these like really obvious to everyone else. Don't you think smart people are almost more susceptible? Because it's like, I never think I'm going to fall for anything. Yeah. And they're almost more like they can intellectualize away, away these things because they're not just ding-dongs going along with it. They're like, well, I'm really smart, so I would clearly know this. Well, and also I think that brain-based people ignore their gut more. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I've met plenty of people who aren't, say, book smart, which I also didn't mean to just say I'm so smart because I'm true. I've proven here time and again (laughs) that I'm not. Listen, if this is your first episode, (laughs) you know that we don't even have to say that. Please know this. But... You, there are people who don't get bogged down in thinking and just go, ew, give goodbye. This feels awful yeah. for whatever reason. Whereas if you're a big thinker and a big analyzer, then it's like, you know, this never happens. And this is, I'm, I'm magically being chosen by this amazing magical person who is so charismatic and so, you know what I mean? Like, d- does a thing that you're go, you're like, what? this doesn't happen this is uncommon well i want to say it's also because of self-esteem but no no i was going to say it's also because you and i have been through a lot of experiences where that has happened to us and we have you know since we were very young and went through some shit but it's also so we're like skeptical and thinking that way but also when that happened to me when i was younger i had really low self-esteem yes so you know it's not just that i didn't know it's that that they were like that or what people were like it's that i when someone treats you that, it's almost like they find the people with low self-esteem. And Fuck they yeah, know they, do. they can see you at a bar that you are that person. 
And the moment they say a word to you, they can tell if you are or not. That's right. That's exactly right. Because you know, it's funny. The person I'm thinking of that I had this experience with where I was like, if the, uh, the things I was thinking that it was and the reality of what it was, I learned terribly about a year later when I watched him do the exact same thing <sighs> to my friend no. who does not have low self-esteem. Oh. When I introduced them, I was standing there and I watched the look. It was like watching a look come over it's like watching a predator like yeah. see, uh, you know like <laughs> like change like a thing change colors to fit the environment yes and when i saw the look on his face and my heart just dropped of like oh no that's it wasn't love at first sight that's the thing he does to everybody my friend was just like hey what's like nice to meet you and moved on didn't give a shit and i was didn't just like work on her oh man this is all so awful yeah yeah but I don't think it can happen to us again. Or, and if it does, we'll be more aware of it and, you know, listen it'll, to our fucking friends. It'll never happen again because I'm an emotional lighthouse on the very tip of Maine <laughs> and I'll be there forever. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, at least you're going to have lighthouse cats. That's fun. It's really the only like positive I can think of that. At least you always get free clam chowder at a lighthouse. Oh my God. With oh. the oyster crackers on top of it. And the big sweater and I'll play the cello. Oh my God. This is going to be great for me. Mimi, go live with Karen in her lighthouse. <laughs> I should get Mimi. I'm her number one fan. So we did get a present last week, and it was from another person that I know from Twitter, Andrew. And he tried to send this thing twice. I'm sorry. I don't pick up my P.O. box enough. And I think they fucking hate me there, too. Because <laughs> you get so much stuff now? Yes, they fucking hate me. Lots of presents. Uh, well, he sent us. He's a woodworker. Oh, my God. And we got oh, yeah. these gorgeous pens in hand carved um pen holders mm -hmm. pen uh, cases boxes yeah whatever they were and then he carved steven a mustache for his i mean a comb for his mustache a giant wooden comb for his mustache <laughs> steven have you been using it i mean every day my mustache i feel like it, looks it does look good it's like it looks good i gotta you know keep it for keep it tight yeah, yeah that's right it's part of your persona now high and tight um so andrew it's andrew hess that i know from twitter and he's a great woodworker and thank you so much for sending those and we finally got them and we were blown away yes. blown away by them it was so thoughtful yeah um <laughs> i was always trying to think of things that make me happy or things that i loved and um so we i just put up this hummingbird feeder right outside and like i love hummingbirds and there's been like fucking it's been like a swarm of hummingbirds and every time i see one i yell even if i'm alone hummingbird like i just can't not yell hummingbird even though they're like it's like every 10 minutes but the thing i love is that it made me realize that they're fucking assholes to each other hummingbirds are yeah they're really aggressive mm -hmm. and territorial and they keep fighting against it and it made me so happy because it's like everyone's like hummingbirds are so beautiful and they get tattoos of them and like they love them and it's like well they can be fucking dicks too and sure. it's just this like positive light of to me of like don't don't compare yourself <laughs> don't don't put yourself up to standards of hummingbirds no because they're actually assholes yeah and they're and they're sugar freaks they're they're addicted to sugar yeah. and they just got to get theirs just like everybody yeah. else they are mean to each other it's very funny it's funny because I face the sliding glass door where the hummingbird feeders yeah. are. And so the whole 
especially today, I can see them and there's a lot. It's like three at a time every four minutes. Seriously. So it's really hard to concentrate. Like every, I keep wanting to go, oh, look. But then it's like. (laughs) And it's so, yeah, it's so distracting, but it's this peaceful thing of staring at a hummingbird is so nice. But then they fucking dive bomb each other and chirp, like yell at each other. (laughs) And then you hear their wings or this like, it's just really fun. They're cool. Yeah. They're super cool. There's actually a video my friend sent me once uh there's a guy who put a gopro on his face and then put a hummingbird feeder um like near under the gopro so that it was basically hummingbirds flying up to his face oh my god drinking their stuff but so he could get these first person view like slow-mo of hummingbirds dude the best videos people are the best hummingbirds are fucking dicks so don't worry about your life right people are the best yeah especially when they have a gopro strapped listen (laughs) what we're trying to teach you is might be unclear now but it's going to become clear very soon like, within the next 10 years <laughs> it'll be so o- obvious then you'll be you. like oh my god they were right and now they live on a tiny island in maine and we yeah. can't tell them clam chowder town i'm the mayor of clam chowder town should we go back to the picture of Belle herself just to see what everyone's oh, yeah. why everyone is so in love there she is that's her yeah oh she's pretty she's not am i wrong What's that? Is she pretty? She pretty. <laughs> is she, she is. She pretty. She pretty. She pretty. Uh, even I'm like, oh, maybe she didn't do it. <laughs> you know what, you guys? I think she's innocent. I feel like, look at her. Look at she. I mean, she does have a hat face. And that's, <laughs> I can't say the same thing. I, I mean, the ruffles. Yeah. She really... You know, she's got a napkin bib in her fucking... (laughs) And clearly just a huge long rack. Her rack goes, (laughs) instead of being like this, 50s style, straight down, farm style. Yeah. We all know that that means you're a hard worker. Yeah. Marry her. Right? Yeah. You got got to. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of foundation garments back then. You just had to, you know, gravity took its toll. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, so Ray Lamphere shows up with the fire in his eyes and the insane mustache, and he is immediately in love with her. Okay. So he'll do anything she asks. All right. So this is, that's what's happening, the feel around the farm. And at the same time, uh, Belle Gunnis puts an advertisement in the newspaper in all the Chicago daily papers and in, I guess, some of the Norwegian papers. And this is the, it's basically kind of like a, um, a personal ad. And hers reads, personal. Comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County, Indiana desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow. Answer with personal visit. Triflers need not apply. Hey. I don't want no scrubs. Yeah. Did it in a bachelor side of the best friend's best friend's farm. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to burn down a horse. (laughs) Burn down a horse. (laughs) She tried to burn that horse. (laughs) Triflers need not apply. Is our next shirt? Oh (laughs) my god! Shit, Steven! Steven! Steven, get on that! 
Stephen do it now. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not wrong. Yeah. Yes, she, she murders children. Yes, she murders children yeah. and adults. Yes. But. But also, triflers need not apply. No, they need. They, they simply needn't. They needn't. Police made an official statement that they had a serial killer on their hands. And that statement, of course, makes international news because um, Simone Schmidl was German. Uh, the um, first two women were British. It, it just goes everywhere that, they, that now hitchhikers are going missing and then bodies are being discovered. Well, uh, up in Birmingham, England, a man with my favorite name in the world, Paul Onions... <laughs> Oh my God! Come on, dude, dude, go find him. I mean, how to make him mine? <laughs> Paul, you don't know me, and I certainly don't know you. Karen Onions, <laughs> Mrs. Paul Onions. Give me one second. What do I like about this world? It just can't also be, like, selfish. <laughs> like what? I don't know, because yours was very sweet and giving. Like being alone. <laughs> no, I think that's really good. To you? Of course. You can leave this, in, this part in. Um, so Vince was gone last week. Missed him. Love him. It's so quiet and weird here without him. But, God, there's something about being alone. And just, like, watching whatever you want to watch. And lots of farting and <laughs> drinking you know drink having a drink and talking to your cats and like singing stupid songs and i just i really enjoy that a lot yeah in a way that's like doesn't mean i don't love vince oh of course not you know no 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 i think it's um it's almost like a resetting yeah when you can just get a little I mean, I've gone, you have to be careful though, because then after a while, like, I think I have thin skin about it where I need, now I'm becoming that kind of person where like, I need things to be a certain way because I'm so used to always only having things exactly how I want them, which isn't good. Yeah. But then when you meet someone you really like, you're like, Oh, I like the way he does that stupid thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, or had some, I had some greeting or some like saying I saw a long time ago that said like, when you don't like someone, the way they eat pisses you off. When you like someone, they could spill food on you and you'd be so thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Like something like that, where it just depends on the person. Yeah, that's very true. But there is there is something very zen yeah. about just like being in silence or just kind of doing what you want and not always. For so long, I really always had to have like three people around me at all yeah. times. And um, it's, it's just kind of knowing yourself, too, and knowing what you would be like alone and your schedule and like how you would fall asleep at night, which is apparently on a fucking naked bed with my fucking vintage comforter. just <laughs> And no sheets. And no sheets covering me. And, you know, it's kind of cool to check back in with yourself like that. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. And then when Vince came home, I was like, great, I got to be a human again. <laughs> and I actually have to shower. <laughs> Yeah, he's very strict about that stuff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, being alone. C- consider it. Consider it for a hot second. Um, <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, use your microphone. Elvis, want a cookie? Want a cookie? Whoa. <laughs> That's a big yes. You just blew doors on that one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.